I believe that we are all born with the capability to overcome whatever life throws at us. I want people to remember in those hard moments, the other hard moments that they've overcome already that seemed like mountains to them then at that time. And if you think about that, then you realize that at different stages, you had the amount of strength you needed to overcome what it was. And after you did, that strength doesn't disappear. It stays there. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. When the unthinkable happens in our lives, a tragedy or a loss so great, we may not know how we could ever move forward. Perhaps we can find comfort in these words from the Psalms. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Though our lives may be changed irrevocably from events so dark we can't fathom away out of our pain, when we turn to God, He listens and brings solace in our most desperate hours. In this week's episode, unthinkable tragedies weren't the end of the story for our two guests, but the beginning of hard and beautiful work they would do toward bringing comfort and healing to survivors and those experiencing deep loss. At 16, Kachio Kuchi was one of two survivors of a plane crash that claimed the lives of 59 of her classmates and friends. Her will to survive and her subsequent journey toward becoming a finalist on America's Got Talent, as well as becoming an advocate for burn survivors and for victims of bullying, was driven by the desire to do something meaningful with her life in honor of her friends and the families they left behind. Singer-songwriter Ann Wilson lost her brother in a devastating car accident, and ever since then, her songs have been crafted toward bringing healing to others who have also suffered great loss. Both of these women stand in the place of their hurt and heartache to comfort other survivors in finding hope for another day. Let's start with Ketchy's story. My name is Ketchy Okuchi. I am 32 years old and I am a singer. I am a writer. I am a bullying prevention advocate and a burn survivor advocate. And I am also a speaker. My early years in Nigeria were a lot of fun. I had a very fun and active childhood. Growing up in Nigeria was challenging at times, but um, most of the time I felt very protected and secure by my family. You know, my family took great care of me. The accident happened on December 10th, 2005. It was a Saturday and I was 16 years old when it happened. I was in my final year of high school. That day was very normal, you know, from getting on the school buses and campus to the airport to boarding the plane, everything was fine. The flight is typically about an hour and a half or so. And, you know, it's a routine flight that we students take at the end of every semester and at the start of another semester. It was just, you know, the students who live in the same area would typically board the same plane to get home. And I remember everything was fine until about maybe 15, 20 minutes left in the flight when the pilot announces that we will be landing soon. And then he started the descent. That was when like the turbulence started and everything was normal still. Cause I was like, you know, this is turbulence. It happens when you fly, it's not a big deal. But then the turbulence started to get really, really bad. And it wasn't until a lady kind of screamed and, and that just caused chaos. Like everyone just started screaming. And I remember just sitting there not screaming, just kind of staring in shock. I remember just being like, this isn't happening, is this real? And I remember I held my friend's hand, my friend that was in the aisle seat next to mine, and 
and she was just like her eyes were just wide and I remember just it was just glassy and she was like what do we do what is happening what do we do and I I just remember saying in this like faraway voice that didn't even sound like me it was like I don't know maybe we should pray and then just blackness just just nothing and then some time passed and then I opened my eyes and I was in the hospital five weeks later, waking up from a coma. And uh, that was basically how my life as a burn survivor began. I was in a hospital in South Africa and um, I was told after I woke up, I had been flown to South Africa as soon as possible to start my treatment because, you know, Nigeria, we didn't have the capability to take care of the level of burns I sustained. I sustained third-degree burns over 65% of my body, and I was one of two survivors. The fact that like, I lost so many friends at the same time, and it was now like a matter of not just me thinking about losing my friends, but thinking about the families that lost their loved ones. How horrible that must have felt, and trying to understand what kind of grief they may be going through compared to mine. What I was going through was nothing compared to how it felt as a mother losing their child. Like there was a woman who lost all three of her kids on that flight because all three of her kids went to the same school as me. And it was just like the gravity of understanding all those different things. It took a toll for sure. Those early days of recovery were definitely the most difficult time of my life. It was hell physically trying to recover from burn injuries. But I remember like the things that went through my mind, just pushing me in the beginning, it was really just my mom. But I got to a point where, you know, something had to come from inside me to survive this thing. It no longer became enough to just live for my mom. At some point, I had to find some kind of inner will. Something had to come from within me to decide to survive this thing. It became a matter of like, I don't want to say pride, but just a matter of like, I guess, tenacity. I just wanted to, the more I was alive, the more I wanted to prove that I could stay alive, that I could do this, I could overcome this. I got to another point where the drive converted to, and this was after I realized that, you know, everyone else was gone. When I realized that I was one of two survivors, that the parents of those kids, of my friends, of my classmates, they were praying for me and they saw my life as like this one good thing, you know, that came out of this. They saw hope in my life. I wanted to show them that I wasn't going to take this life for granted because, you know, it's a life that was stolen from them. And I wanted to prove to their parents and their loved ones that, you know, I was going to live this life well and make it mean something. How did I become a participant on America's Got Talent? Well, first of all, I did not sign up for the show myself. One of my best friends actually signed me up without saying anything to me. <laughs> so that's how I ended up on the show. She basically is someone who has always pushed me to join one of these talent shows, but I just was never going to do it because even though music was something that I loved so much and I loved singing and my voice actually kind of went through a transformation after the accident that no one can really explain scientifically or medically. It's just something happened, something changed for sure. And so that gave me more confidence. But then my friend was like so dogged in the way that she just kept pestering me about like, you know, these shows and like 
saying, you know, you never know what can happen. So she just kind of like filled out the online application and sent it to me and told me, look, I've already done all the work. So just let's just submit this and just see what happens. You know, and she even put like her own email to make sure that like, you know, if I got rejected, like it wouldn't even come to me. She thought of everything. So we did it. And then like three months later, I got the call from AGT saying that they saw my application. It was honestly so random because at this time I had started my MBA. And so I was like on this whole different path. So never did I think music would ever be like a part of like my life, like professionally, certainly not a music show, but then they reached out and they were interested in having me. And that just really changed everything about the path that I was on. And so to me, it was like, God, like, look, I don't know what you're trying to do. Like, thank you so much for this experience. You know, I don't know what it's going to amount to, but thank you. And then I moved on to the next, like the next stage and then the next and the next. And they're just like, I'm still here. This is crazy. Like, Lord, what are you planning? What is going on? And essentially, Finishing as a finalist, I mean, at that point, I really, I didn't care about winning. Like I never did throughout the show. It was just a matter of just gratitude that I even made it this far. And I ended up with a more, I think, substantial gift than just being on the show. I think that was like the main thing that I got from the show because I had this platform now where I could talk, using my story to inspire people, using my voice to inspire people. And the world seems like they were interested in hearing that kind of message from me. Being a bullying prevention advocate is something that has always been important to me, even before AGT, way before AGT, in fact. The reason for that is very simple. When we first moved to America, my little sister experienced incredible amounts of bullying, whether it was in school or with people who pretended to be friends, but really were not. She was six. And so she was very young and impressionable and the bullying was just really bad. And at that time I was still extremely weak, still going through like different kinds of surgeries. And, uh, I wasn't aware of the things that were happening until it already happened. And by the time I was strong enough to like be there for her, defend her, you know, and be a big sister to her, the damage seemed to already have been done. But my mom, my dad, myself, we did everything we could to make sure that those experiences did not define her. And so that was something that my my mom and I, my family, we had very personal experience with through what happened with my sister. Thank God she's perfectly fine now. We prayed and we we moved even, you know, we just, we did things that basically just made her feel safe and secure and tried to make her understand that it was okay to be herself no matter what it was. So she blossomed beautifully, you know, um, around middle school. She's fine. She's perfectly fine now. And I thank God for that. So I decided that if I was ever given the platform, that was a thing that I was definitely going to do. I, I didn't know in what capacity before AGT, how I would be able to do that. But definitely being on the show helped me kind of put that message out there in a much bigger way. I feel like we all have it within us to, to kind of um, access the strength needed to overcome obstacles that are before us. I feel like when things are finally going well, we are very quick as human beings to forget how difficult things looked to us in the past and how big problems looked in, in the past. 
but then we overcome them and then we just keep going in life because that's how human beings are. You have a, a different level of strength that would serve to prepare you for whatever may be coming again in the future. And it's, it's kind of like this cycle where you overcome something, you tap into the strength you need to overcome that thing. And then now you're in this place where you're stronger and can now overcome even harder stuff. You know, not every scar is as obvious as mine. There's invisible scars. In fact, I think those are like the more common scars. And even though they're not, you can't physically see them, they're just as valid, just as real. And oftentimes that's the harder kind of scar to deal with because it has more lasting effects on people, I think. You're not facing those problems alone. God is with you here. He's never left your side. He's always with you. And this bad thing happening to you does not mean that God is no longer with you. He's there to hold me and comfort me. And whenever I encounter another problem again, he's going to be there to hold my hand. You can find Kechiokuchi's book, More Than My Scars, everywhere books are sold. Stay tuned to Ann Wilson's story after a brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul. It's a trek that demands to be celebrated, lauded, and embraced in its entirety. Celebrate the moms in your life this Mother's Day with two beautiful gift books, Jesus Calling for Moms by Sarah Young and Grace for the Moment for Moms by Max Licato. These heartfelt devotionals will remind the moms in your life just how special they are. Jesus Calling for Moms and Grace for the Moment for Moms are available now where all books are sold. During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for our special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Our next guest is Christian singer-songwriter Ann Wilson, who found recent success with the number one song on Billboard's 2021 Hot Christian Songs chart called My Jesus. Anne came from a tight-knit family that was strong in their faith, but that faith got shaken when an unexpected accident claimed the life of her brother. Anne always loved music, but didn't think it would be what she would do for a living. It wasn't until she sang in public for the first time at the funeral of her 23-year-old brother that Anne saw the power of music to bring healing to herself and others. Hey everybody, my name is Ann Wilson and I'm a Christian artist from Lexington, Kentucky. I have loved the Lord from a young age and I always had music around me and surrounded by my family, but I never really knew music to be anything that I wanted to pursue until my brother passed away in 2017. He's kind of been the marker of my story for the past four years now. 
I have an incredible family. My parents are amazing. My sister, my brother, and my childhood was a really like special and sweet childhood where there was one thing we always knew as kids, and that was that we were loved by Jesus. And my parents always instilled that in us from a very young age. And my brother was amazing. He was my best friend. He was full of life and joy. And one thing about Jacob is that he would never say a bad word about anyone. And I, I actually mean that. Like there would be times where I would be frustrated and, you know, would be trying to just talk to him about something or vent to him. And he would always stop me and say, Anne, we don't know what that person is going through. And Jacob was always the life of a party. He treated everyone like they were his best friend and he would go out of his way to include someone being left out of school or whatever the situation was. My brother Jacob passed away in a car accident in 2017. He was driving through an intersection and someone came and hit him and he died on impact. And it was so traumatic. The police came and woke us up at like 3.30 in the morning and they just said, your son has passed away in a car accident. And it was the most shocking thing that had ever happened to our family. I think back on it, it's almost like this numb feeling that comes back to me of like, it was so painful and our bodies wouldn't even let us process really what had happened because of the pain that was within us. And so it was truly such a horrible experience. I remember my mom asking me to sing at the funeral for my brother and I knew that I had to and I knew that God was calling me to. And it was such a powerful moment and I just remember feeling the Lord's presence and then getting through that whole song without crying or being nervous or anything. And to be able to know and have the truth that Jacob is with Jesus, like that's what got us through and that's what is our anger, especially now. Knowing that God is using His story for good has been such a blessing to our lives. And so that's one thing now that he has passed away that I take with me is the joy that he had within his life and the passion he had and the love he had for other people. And that's something that I really strive to be like every day. The Jesus Calling devotionals were an anchor for me through a lot of really hardships. I started reading one right after my brother passed away. I was just gifted one a few weeks ago. It's been a part of really like my growing relationship with the Lord and creating that deep foundation within me. I've made so many incredible friendships, so many incredible memories. And I think one of the most beautiful parts is being able to know in your heart that you're being used by God. And we all are used by God. All of God's children are used by Him in different ways. And so to know like, wow, this is my calling and this is what I was created for. That's just really, really special for me. So I know that I wanted to write songs that specifically spoke to people walking through deep pain and loss. That's a part of my heart and I feel called to minister to people in that area. And then I also wanted to write songs that were more for people walking through different seasons of life. Maybe they're walking through depression or anxiety or, you know, something tragic. I wanted to create a record full of songs that spoke to every single person in every different walk of life. This past year, I got to play at the Grand Old Opry, and that was such a just an amazing experience to be able to share the gospel in a venue that doesn't always have that. And so to be able to share Jesus and His love with people was such an honor. There's been times where people have just said, you know, and I was on the verge of committing suicide and taking my life, and I heard your song. And Jesus saved me through your song. I had a guy come up to me and said that his son died 30 years ago. He's never been able to let go of his anger towards God. He's never been able to even process this loss. And he heard my song, No Place Like Home. 
and came up to me and said that that song just led him back to God and he rededicated his life to Jesus and he let go of his anger and he finally was starting to heal from losing his son. And those are moments that I'm like, oh my goodness, like it is so amazing to see what God can do with us as his children, how he uses us to speak life into other people. And it's just an honor to be his vessel. Something that I always hold within my heart is knowing that God is with me and God has brought me to this place and He's led me here and He's not going to leave me here. There's going to be a day where we all get to be reunited again in heaven and we all get to spend eternity with each other. To learn more about Ann Wilson, please visit annwilsonofficial.com and you can find her new album, My Jesus, wherever you get your music. If you'd like to hear more stories about God's care for us when we experience tragedy in our lives, there's a special episode of the Jesus Calling podcast called Coping with Grief, featuring Rosie Rivera, Kay Warren, Jonathan Pitts, and others who talk about how they leaned on God during times of loss in their lives. Next time on the Jesus Calling podcast, we'll hear from actor Christopher Palaha who stars in recent movies Jurassic World Dominion and Where Hope Grows from Pure Flix. Christopher shares how he's gone from peaks to valleys in his acting career and how he's found meaning in his work that goes beyond being at the top of the acting world. Just being a successful actor isn't quite enough. If you're lucky, you can do this thing and it'll come and it'll go. The other thing, though, is contributing, like that old saying, a verse to the bigger poem of life. Like, how do you have a career that speaks to life? How do you have a career that's a little more interesting than just about you? Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com Jesus Calling Book on Facebook and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.